to see you. Good to see you. Um, I just want to say thank you. Not me. Yeah, to you. What? But there's no, a bigger. No. Okay, you know, so I love then, you, man. I know I love you. Yeah. I love you, but no, it's not for me. It is for the bigger picture. It's a thank you to everybody who is listening to our voices right now. I can't believe it. I'm on fucking cloud nine because of the support we are receiving from the people around us. Yeah, it, like, it, it blows my mind. It, it is kind of shocking, and uh, I'm glad you came home, and I'm glad I got to tell you some of this stuff in person. Oh, dude, this has been amazing. <laughs> so. This has been amazing. So. If you're listening and you don't know us personally, we were both in Wisconsin. Uh, I'm from Wisconsin, but Quain, when you learned, like, Wisconsin is it, man. The beer in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, cheese curds. That's all I got to say. Yeah. 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 Okay. And beer. And beer. So, and uh, the pictures are there to prove it. Um, back guys. to back to Florida. Back to where we are. Yeah. Back to the, yeah. those two words. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Like, Holy shit, we have felt so much love in the last couple weeks. Like, the things that we are being invited to, the experiences that we have on our horizon, this is amazing. Thank yeah. you. Like, to to think seven months, eight months ago when we set out that we would be where we are now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's mind-blowing. You know what's crazy is, think about it, though. We have a year mm-hmm. and a few weeks from when this birth in our minds... To say, okay, we have this idea. Let's let's do this. Look where we are now. Yeah, we're. I, I hate giving a numbers, just so you guys know. Uh, we wanted ten thousand listens by the end of the year, and we have far surpassed that in in our not even half. I mean, at our halfway point, and we are going to push ever so harder to make this even better. Uh, there's a lot coming up, and. Should we give away one of the first things that we're doing? Yeah. No, I mean, this is news. So It is um, news. A, like, w- like, we just have to say thank you, but we got to keep this going. Like, yeah. People are counting on what ails you now to be the voice of beer in Florida. Yeah. Like, we can we can broaden our Central Florida title now. Like, yeah. I think we can we can really say we want to be the voice of beer in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that we're doing... To solidify that, oh god, it's just such an honor to be asked to do this. But we're so excited for Brews and Grooves, Brews and Grooves at House of Blues. So yeah, the uh, Disney Springs. So this is their twentieth anniversary. It's it's House of Blues' twentieth anniversary. They're doing the local brews, local grooves. I always want to put brooves in there, and I'm sorry, guys, I don't know what a brooves is, <laughs> but um, but it's uh yeah, local brews, local grooves. It's the twentieth anniversary. It is on September sixteenth, and I, I know we say that we don't like to put dates on this, but uh, September sixteenth at four p.m. Disney Springs, House of Blues. What ails ya? We're your hosts for something huge. And this is going to be five local bands. I know there's five local bands uh, playing Fox Elder. I haven't seen them since I was, I think it was 10, 15 years ago. Uh, there, there's five bands playing and there's 15 breweries going to be there. Uh, all in the Florida area. Which, by the way, six? already, yeah, six. Six. Six that we've interviewed. Six yeah. that are already part of our family. And we think that's amazing. Like, we yeah. get to... Maybe we could even record that and revisit this. And oh, we should. We should, as we mm-hmm. should. And also, an adventure that I'm doing, like, Hop On will be there. The Hop On uh, Central Florida Brew Bus will be there. So, uh, guys, this is massive for us. Massive for us. Uh, it's going to be a sold-out crowd. Yeah. And and we want that. And also, we have tickets for you guys. So, please email us at tastingnotes at whatalesia.beer. Again, tasting notes, one word, at whatalesia.beer. And if you don't 
get the the tickets in time. Uh, general admission is going to be eleven dollars or fifteen on the day of the show. And there's two VIP packages, and that's one is the VIP fifty dollars. You get two tickets, ten sample tickets, two food vouchers, twenty five percent off anything food in the restaurant of House of Blues. And the seventy dollars will have. Um, two seats if needed so that's the 70 dollars ticket so everything that's in the 50 but also two seats so you could actually eat your food sitting down <laughs> but um no here's what i want to say about that like if if you had any part in recommending us to to be the hosts of that like or if you if you're excited about it like thank you again mm-hmm. like we just got to keep saying thank yeah. you to our, our how audience. does this happen like how, and you know how it happens though it comes from the heart, man. I really got to tell you, <laughs> yeah. uh, as the interviews do. And uh, yeah, we, we love you guys. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We Thank love you. what we do. And, and I just think it's amazing to see the community like coming together. Yeah. So if you think that's amazing that we're hosting that, yeah. get ready for November. Yeah, so more to come, more to come guys. <laughs> and uh, let's let let's let the local brews and those local grooves happen. Yeah. Um, Shit, and we then, have an episode to do. <laughs> Oh, that is true. Yeah, uh, yeah guys, um, took a trip to Tarpon Springs. So uh, I went somewhere, a little saint somewhere. So uh, guys, you've been waiting for this episode for a long time, as I have been, and so was Bob. So um, should I just go in? Yeah. I feel bad. I'm keeping him waiting. Let's do a one-man it. show. All right, sure, guys. Let's do it. Let's go. Here I am. I can't say finally because you were actually going to be. We're always kind of saying like, let's make this one of the last episodes, and we said a year. We were giving this podcast a year, and uh, forget it. There's too many breweries in Florida. <laughs> too many asking to be on this on this podcast. Oh yeah, you'll never finish. We're never going to finish. So we said well into 2018, and we just said, what the hell? Let's start bringing everybody on, and what's worth the drive right now? We haven't done South Florida yet. That's my home. That I used to live there. Like that's where I was yeah. born and raised. Fourteen years of Miami Beach. So it was just like I haven't been back in I think twenty five years to South Florida. <laughs> and there's too many out oh, there. Oh wow! So, yeah, it's yeah. completely different. So different. Yeah. And everybody just shows me pictures of like where the whole Wynwood district is. Where you're gonna get it, like Wynwood, obviously yeah. Jay, Jay Wakefield and all them. And it's just like it's insane. Uh, Bob, where are you from? Where's where where are you born and raised? Uh, I was born in Tampa General Hospital. So okay, I'm, uh, I'm local. Yeah, yeah. So the whole your not, whole not life? many of us. No, uh, well, yeah, certainly I guess not my no. age. You know, <laughs> younger. Yeah, there's plenty. But uh, and then um, how about your wife then? Uh, same. Uh, yeah, she was. Uh, uh, she's from uh, Polk County, Bartow. Okay. And uh, of course, nobody can see, but pictured behind you are. Uh, her family. Get out. Uh, really? Her mother, grandmother. I'll take photos. I'll take photos of these. Uh, yeah. Grandparents. So all these, two, four, yeah. six, eight, ten, like 12, 11 of these photos are yeah. all the family. Her, her family goes back, you know, to, to forever in, That's uh, so in cool. Florida to related to uh, uh, the Hendrys from Hendry County and, okay. and a lot of. Now these were, none, none, nothing ever trickled down to us. So, <laughs> yeah, so are these the same Henrys as like two Henrys and all that? Oh, no, Hen- Hendry. Hendry. Yeah, okay, Hen- Hendry, Hendry County. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense with the county and all. Yeah, yeah. They were, her family were all, uh, you know, attorneys and, and, and nothing land, land barons. And somewhere along the way, they either gambled it all away or, you know, something so, happened. So when did you guys meet? When was this match made in heaven happen? Uh, I was supposed to be on a date. 
with a girl I was seeing at the time, and okay. some, something happened. So right. I ended up going to a, a pool party with a buddy of mine, and uh, and and we met there. And this was, I mean, we've been married thirty years. Okay. So this was like almost thirty-five years ago. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They actually had pools back then. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Oh, not only am I in cement the beach pond. Or, yeah. I mean, now <laughs> whenever you see like any house being made with a pool, it's just. I don't know. I get nervous with houses nowadays. They're all made with like just plywood, and especially yeah. in Florida, where we're known for hurricanes. And yeah, it's, it's like, amazing. <laughs> yeah, like my house, 1953 house. I mean, let's okay. Let's talk about this house that we're in. Uh, the building you're in now in Tarpon Springs. Mm-hmm. How long we've we been here? How long we've we been in this this new location? Uh, we opened here in um, uh, right between Christmas and uh, and New Year's uh-huh. this past year. Okay. Uh, prior to that, we were in Tarpon uh, about 11 years, just in a nondescript little warehouse, basically. Right. Middle of nowhere. No reason for anybody to, to ever go there. And this 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 place has age. Um, I'm saying it's definitely in the triple digits, over 100 years here. Like, how old, how old is this building? Yeah, this was built uh, as, a, as a residence in 1912. Such an awesome place. And you, you can tell my, my daughter... Does uh, historic preservation? Okay, nice. and one of the things she said, "Oh, this this was probably the house of, of somebody who was fairly wealthy, okay, because it had closets. You know, in those days they didn't have closets. Right, just, that makes sense. Yeah, an armoire. Yeah. Um, but it it you know over the years, I I really have no idea what it was between 1912 and say 1980. Okay. Uh, then it was a doctor's office, uh, Doctor Oshapinti. <laughs> and uh, he either retired or moved or disappeared about eight years ago. And then okay. the place was has been vacant for about eight years. Okay. So uh, just driving up and down, there's nothing, right? That's that yeah, not even for, for sale. sale. I, no. I, it was kind of in limbo, really in real bad shape. You walk in and you would have to be careful where you stepped or else mm. you would step, you know, straight through to... You could just fall right through. Yeah. Oh, um, no. But... Uh, for being built in 1912, it's it's block on the outside. Yeah, uh, the porch is raised block and cement, so let's not go anywhere. It's got a cool wraparound porch, which you can't see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I think I see the barbecue place. It's like, hey guys, how are you? Uh, and a really cool uh, walnut staircase right as you walk in the front door, and that was solid as a rock. So those those were the the selling points of the place. Definitely. Uh, everything else and, and the fireplace. Everything else is basic has been torn out and redone. So when we say selling points, though, we have a uh, we have a few rooms upstairs. Uh, yeah. Anything in the future with those or? Um, yeah, it's uh, again. It was it was a a house. It's uh, yeah. about thirty five hundred square feet. Uh, upstairs there there are two bedrooms, a bath, kitchen, dinette area, and a, a big living room, and. We are, are. <laughs> this was going to be on opening day, but uh, for one reason or another, we've, you know, the city's been fighting and. Aye. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, we're gonna we're gonna rent them out on uh, Airbnb, nice. so you can come in, visit Tarpon, uh, have a few beers here, get something to eat down the street, and uh, spend the night upstairs. I like it here. I mean, you said something that I love when you said very European, and it is. It is very much like. Yeah, the two rooms up there kind of thing yeah. if you need to. Um, anytime Jillian and I go overseas, that's what we do. We'd like to be in more like a 
a quaint place like this, and it's, yeah. it's awesome. And you say you visit Tarpon. Uh, what's the culture like in Tarpon Springs? What is what goes on here? Like, uh, tar- Tarpon reminds me a lot of uh, Key West twenty five or thirty years ago. Okay, it's just a weird eclectic little gathering of you know there there's you have artists you still have uh you know the, it's still a, a working fishing town it's the natural sponge capital of the world is it still okay so if you <laughs> if you have a natural sponge odds yeah. are it came from tarpon springs it's also the largest uh, greek community in the u.s get out i did not know that yeah okay uh so that you know the greek culture permeates pretty much everything here if you go to the bank on the uh, they, they it's in it's in uh, english and greek Really, uh, I love my hummus. I'm addicted. Yeah. I love my Greek food. So a lot addicted. of a lot of great addicted. Greek restaurants here. And if oh, you, God, okay, I know where I'm getting lunch today. Then. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you like uh, octopus or squid, you'll you'll never have any better. As really? well as you know the okay pastizio and moussaka and all that stuff. I love it. Uh, I I had a had no mm. idea. Actually, I want to say I did. Um, a good friend of mine, Rick, he comes out this way. Like he's like, oh, I just went to the west, and I had the best best greek and i'm wondering this has to be it oh yeah, yeah most most likely has to be it yeah there's easily a couple dozen uh greek restaurants that have been around forever you know they're all family owned and they're all great and they all do one thing better than all the other restaurants do yeah <laughs> depending on where exactly. they are yeah yeah they all yeah. have to have their one thing so yeah you, they'll say it on the sign too, yeah you're, you're like... not you're not stuck with one favorite it's like oh I'll only go here well you go here for this and yeah you go you know you best go... lamb oh yeah like yeah <laughs> so um uh if i were to come in here have we have we i'm not saying anything to scare people off but um, this is a building from 1912. Have we seen any uh, ghosts in this place at all, or um, do we believe in that? No, I I don't. Uh, <laughs> Just try to get people. Like, yeah, the, it doesn't the, make the a ghost lot of hunters sense. in. Yeah, <laughs> you know why? Why do ghosts only come out at night? Uh, you know why? Why are they all clothed? Why do we not Always see? Clothed. Why Always. do we not see any Neanderthal ghosts? Right. Why? Yeah. Why are there no caveman ghosts? Yeah. Like, no, always, no Native American ghosts from well, you know. I, they're always wearing glasses of some sort. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> they all speak. You know. They they don't speak Esperante or you know some universal language. It's always whatever it is. You know, it's like chupacabra. You know. Yeah. <laughs> only true. exists in certain neighborhoods. Yeah. Gainesville or Ocala will have the chupacabra. Yeah. So or uh, so. You guys have been uh, Saint somewhere. Well, let's go into the name. Obviously, okay. everybody wants to know where the name come from. Uh, we <laughs> stole that from Jimmy Buffett, yeah. actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a line in the song uh, "Boat Drinks," and he's singing about uh, how he's stuck in Minnesota during hockey season, and everything's white and frozen. He's tired of it, and he wants to fly to Saint somewhere, nondescript Saint Thomas, wherever. Right. Just any saint. Yeah. And uh, you know, being in Florida, and plus I'm a I'm a huge uh, parrot head. Okay. As is uh, Anne. Yeah. And we uh, did our due diligence and found out that you can steal a line from a song legally. Mm-hmm. You just can't. <laughs> you just can't take the title of the song. I think that's what we're doing with one of our beers. So <laughs> when we name our beer, don't name it the name of the beer, yeah. I mean, the name of the song, just and, something and, that's in you it. You know, thinking we were incredibly, uh, you know, witty and crafty and original. Um, Oh, no. This is 12 years ago. We went to, to register the, for a fictitious name, yeah. which is the first thing you do after you come up with a name. You're all excited and feeling great about yourself, and you throw down the 35 bucks and register for a fictitious name, and there were probably 30 or 35 different Saints Somewhere, whatever, in Florida. Really? Saints Somewhere, 
accounting firm, St. Somewhere Construction, St. Somewhere whatever, and like, oh, damn it. Well, you've taken, honestly, if you ever Google, <laughs> you, you own it. Even Jimmy Buffett's like, I can't even beat this guy. Like, I know I've said it in a song, but... Um, yeah, I'm still waiting for uh, you know guys in, in dark suits and briefcases. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever happen. But that's so funny. To show like, up, be like, here, maybe they'll pay you off. Uh, how many times have you seen Jimmy Buffett live? Uh, God, there's no telling. Uh, yeah, is he one of your most like seen live? Like, yeah, you who know, have you seen the most live. How about that? Uh, uh, that had to be. It have to be Jimmy yeah, Buffett. Yeah, um, haven't gone lately because it. It's a new. You know, kind of crowd. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm old. You know, I remember going when, you know, there was nobody there. Yeah. Or, you know, you could always get front row seats if yeah. you, you know, barely tried. And now it's every generation. You know, yeah, now, now now he's at the amphitheater, which, you know, holds 10,000 people. And the and lawn, lawn seats are 80 bucks. Yeah. It's like, yeah. What has happened? I remember uh, I've kind of always, for me, I think it's Springsteen. I've seen Springsteen over 13 times. I'm somewhere like 13, 14 times. Yeah. And uh, last time I did see him was at Amphitheater. And I'm um, just, it's not even funny. He's always the one who's like, hey, like tickets no more than 35 for this area. And like now, and only way I see Springsteen, the floor. That's it. Yeah. You're with the family. Like everybody's singing along. Everybody, you don't sure. know this person next to you. And the best way to see Springsteen, I think, is Tampa. Everybody says Barcelona, Spain. And I've seen that before. <laughs> but Tampa, I, I've never sang so much and so hard in my life. And, there is awesome. something about Tampa. Everybody loves to play Tampa, and it is something. I, I, every punk band, hardcore band, they still play here. Yeah. The venues are scarce now. I mean, but I live in Orlando, and there's really no venues at all. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, let's say, came of age in the in, in the '70s, and late '70s, early '80s. This place, you know, the Tampa Bay area was loaded with a lot of really cool venues. Yeah. It was was a destination for. You know, most bands, because, you know, it's Florida, for one. And, uh, you know, Miami wasn't what it was then. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Orlando wasn't, you know, what it is. No, not at all. So Even in the last five years. Yeah, if they're coming to Florida, they were coming to Tampa. Yeah. And uh, I miss those days. Even for me, it was 20 years ago, just seeing enough bands. Every night, I felt like there was another punk, hardcore, indie, or big name coming in. Yeah. Like the whole rap thing didn't hit off in Tampa, and someone's gonna call me a liar, but um, yeah, it no, just didn't happen. yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it just never was like, hey, Outkast or Public Enemy or like the bigger like rap bands were ever playing, hip hop bands were playing. Um, now I know Jimmy Buffett drinks beer. Um, have we ever invited him to sit into the the bar at all? <laughs> Let's get him in here. Have no, no, right. I've, I've thought about it. I've thought about have you really sending or sending a case of beer backstage. I, I just never. I'm packing never it. got around I'm to it. Yeah, it for you, I'll, I will do that for you because that'd be so you know, cool. Which would be here. easy. I, you know, I'm connected with you know distributors, and they can mm-hmm. you know sneak one in. There to, it goes. Just put it in. Yeah. A- any other pop culture references in the? Let's say not just the name of the 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 brand, but like any beers. Any beers have like a named after books or or or, or music movies. Um. They're named after a lot of things, but we really haven't. And how does that work? I haven't really singled any 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 other individual or, or movie or right. other than um, Surge. Okay. Uh, okay. Surge is our uh, our, our black saison, mm-hmm. and that was uh, the namesake of uh, Surge Storms, who Get is out, a really character from Tim Dorsey. Yeah, Tim Dorsey, the, the Tim, author. Yeah, Tim, yeah. Tim Dorsey's in Tampa. Um, is he really? So as, he writes that here. Yeah. 
he's, he's written, I think he's on his 17th yeah. novel with uh, Surge. And uh, Surge, so- Surge is kind of an anti-hero. He's a, I think know. of Charles Bronson when I think of Surge. Like, yeah. something like that, you know? Because uh, yeah. I love, yeah. I love uh, Death Wish is yeah. such, such an amazing, amazing film. And when I think of that, like, I hear they're remaking Death Wish and... You can't, you can't remake you stuff can't, like you that. Can't, you can't. Who are, who are they going to cast? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be some pretty face when Charles yeah. Bronson was such a badass. Like, that's what you saw. Probably Will Smith. Know. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I love Will Smith. I'm movies but, now anyway. Yeah. So, um, so here we are in, t- in Tarpon Springs. Nowhere else, though. Nowhere else. This is where we just moved here. Was there another location in Florida that you were ever thinking about? Or you just said, no, I'm staying here. I'm staying home. Um, when we were looking for a place to open the brewery originally... Uh, I live in Odessa, which is 15 miles from here. It's okay. kind of basically it's like a suburb or outskirts of Tampa. Right. And I yeah I didn't I didn't want, really want to be in Tampa because I, I it, it was too Tampa commercial. I, I think I said it last week. The the underground is getting overcrowded. Yeah. And it, you know there's so many breweries now popping yeah. up there. That when, when we we were we were the first brewery to open up. In a 10-year span. Exactly. I mean, there was Dunedin Brewing and Tampa Brewing Company, and then nobody for 10 years. And then, like an idiot, I'm like, let's open a brewery. <laughs> but how did you feel, though? I mean, you were doing it. Like, was it... What were you doing before uh, then? Let's, let's, let's ask that. What was uh, going on before that? I worked in, in retail, mostly clothing, for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look on the wall over here, that's my great-grandfather. But okay. yeah. right above that is uh, the... Golden Fleece, which is the symbol for Brooks Brothers. Okay. I worked yeah. for them for okay. 23 years. No way. Okay. And here uh, locally, I'm gathering, like, you were just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, came, came, to a, came to a point where there were... The store I was in was closing, and it was take the severance package. Oh, okay. Uh, or, you know, moved to New Jersey... Yeah, it's no. like no. Yeah, Take, no. Took the package, which was a little scary because at that time I was, you know, in my mid forties. So you, you know, hey, let, let me start a new career. So sat down with uh, with Ann, and my original plan was to do kind of a co-op thing. Okay. Have five or six people. Uh, I had the five or six people in mind. Had a little meeting. Uh, presented a brewery to them and. We're all either home brewers. Two of them were professional brewers. Okay. Um, you know, from the area that were not professionally brewing because the breweries closed. Yeah, there was yeah nothing. So I was like, uh, you know, I don't know if this is going to work at all. But if we divide it up, everybody works a day or two. Not it much risk. Could work. It's not going to be anybody's full time job, but I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. It'll make us some money. It'll be a cool part time job. Yeah. Uh, out of the whole group, there's only one that's thought it was going to work. It'd be a good idea. Um, and it was you. No I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy Jeff, Jeff Gladish. Hey, Jeff, if you're out there. Yeah, where's he now? What's Jeff doing now? Uh, Jeff is one of the highest ranked uh, master BJCP judges in the country. Okay. Uh, Jeff's a fantastic brewer. Love his beer. Um, Where, what was he brewing before? Like anything that we ever knew? Uh, no, he wasn't. Thing? He was never a professional brewer. Just, did just his own a, thing, huh? Yeah, just an incredible, you know, home brewer and 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 beer judge. Okay. Uh, and he owns a uh, a Mazda garage. Okay. Okay. 
So before you buy your first home brewing kit, what were you drinking? Uh, were you familiar with Europe at all, or was it basically American beers that you were really getting into? Uh, my, my first foray outside of... Well, let me go back even farther. Um, yes, okay. When I was 18, the drinking age was 18. Okay, right. So, yeah, I was still living at home, going to school, and my dad traveled a lot with his job. And he came back one time with a case of Coors. Okay. Uh, at that time, you could not get Coors east of the Rockies. And right. it was like the Holy Grail. It was like, you know, you're getting a bottle of Westie mm-hmm. Coors. Yeah. So he gave me the case. I had some friends over. We chilled it down. And we're expecting just to have an orgasm yeah. drinking this beer. <laughs> and I remember, you know, we poured it into glasses. And we all stared at each other, took a, took a drink. And just this wave of severe disappointment came oh, over my body. It's like, course. what? What the hell? Yeah. That really? This? This is it? So that was that was my first uh, introduction into uh, whales, let's say, and and, and the myth of uh, of whales. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, if it's not available, then it's got to be absolutely Rare fantastic. The best. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, at that time, any movie, any Hollywood movie, they were drinking cores. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Smokey and the Bandit, for people that don't remember, the first Smokey and the Bandit, what they were smuggling was a tractor trailer full of cores. Yeah. Into Florida. Which is funny. If yeah. you think about it, you watch it now, and it's just like, why? Yeah. But, hey, I mean, it makes sense then. Yeah. Love uh, that but, movie. Yeah. That, after that, I, I always loved beer. Uh, the, the beer market in, in, uh, in Florida was... was uh, Terrible. Yeah. And it was handicapped because of the, uh, the container size law. Up until the year 2000 or 2001, uh, the only beer you can get in Florida had to be in a 12-ounce, 16-ounce, 32-ounce, yeah. or a gallon or more mm-hmm. container size. That eliminated most European beer other than, you know, the ones already owned by, you know, the big three. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get Bex and Heineken and, you know, the same crap, different bottle. Yeah. Um, around that time, I, I was heavily into uh, Bass, Bass Ale. Okay. Uh, it was st- it was labeled Bass IPA, same beer, and it was still brewed on the Burton Union system. So it was still the real deal, and it was it was a phenomenal beer. It's, I mean, now it's a shadow of its former self. Yeah. So that the the British beers were in twelve ounce bottles. So you can get that. Uh, Sam Samuel Smiths. You can you could get at those in those days. Uh, and then um, then the container size law changed. And that, you know, that opened up 750s, 33s, God, all the yeah. European, all the all the Belgian stuff. And, and do uh, you know why that changed, or was it just about time everybody was doing it? So why aren't we? Uh, no, there was there was a big fight. There I mean, was. it was a push. Okay. Yeah. Um, the reason that law was in place was back in I think the 50s or 60s. Um, Miller wanted to introduce a, uh, a seven ounce or eight ounce bottle. Right, into so the state it, of Florida. Leave it to an American beer chaser. And, you know, at that time, there were two Anheuser-Busch breweries. There was uh, uh, Schlitz Brewery in Tampa. There was mm-hmm. uh, right. the Florida, uh, Tampa, Florida Beer Company was probably on its death throes. But, yeah, you, you had a lot of commercial breweries in Florida that all they had to do was, you know, instruct their state senator, yep. congressman, yep. what they their wanted. Wisdom. <laughs> and, uh, well, actually, I, I take advantage of one of those stupid laws. Um, our tasting room 
and uh, and brewery are are separate, and they're separated by an alleyway. And one of the ridiculous laws on the books from those days was uh, a brewery and tasting room can be separated by no more than one street or highway. Yeah. Okay. Where that comes highway. from is Bush Gardens here in Tampa. Right. Their their employee tasting room was on the other side of Thirtieth Street. So. Why lovely not? Florida legislation, you know, bought and paid for by Anheuser-Busch. Uh, they told them what they wanted and, you know, got into the law. That's so crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised there was no law that said, you know, all containers can only be red and white. Red, white, and blue. <laughs> and then have to name it America at one point. Yeah. And, God, which they did. Uh, how did we get there? Where, what were we talking so about? So we were doing the whole... Uh, um, understanding, getting you into, I guess, home oh, 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 yeah. brewing. So yeah. yeah, so we backtrack to, to basically understanding the European, like how, uh, where we were talking about size, bottle sizes, and yeah. everything like that. So yeah, I know I got so into it. I was like, yeah, please. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's um, like YouTube. You know, you never know how you got to, you know, watching yeah. the. So when we think about it, uh, <clears throat> when did you start knocking on the door of more European styles? Then when did you say this is the beer? I'm tasting a difference. When did you go? When was that aha moment? Like, this is something that I can do. Was it while you were home brewing, or was it? Is this a reason why you started home brewing? That was that was about. Yeah, you know, that was a little bit after the time I started home brewing. Okay. Um, but I started home brewing in, in the dark days when, you know, you, you couldn't really get grain. If you got grain, it was, you know, mail order because you know you couldn't go on the internet. You had to uh, no. you had to get right. a call. Uh, and when you did get uh, grain, it was you know old and full of bugs, and so you, you're dependent on kits mostly. And what uh, year was this? When did you start brewing? Uh, say the mid '90s, late '90s. Okay. And so was it you, Jeff? Like who else was jumping on that? Like how many of you were home brewing, or was it just you and you said, uh, "Hey guys, look what I'm <clears> doing." Yeah, I I didn't know about the homebrew clubs at the time. Yeah. And were there? Were there many? I mean, it was yeah, small, there, but there were. There, right? there were two. Uh, one of the, one of the oldest in the country is Tampa Bay Beers, mm-hmm. uh, and they're in Tampa. They just celebrated their twenty fifth anniversary. That's awesome. Anybody um, still in there? Anybody that that uh, we? I'm may still know? a member. Yeah. Uh, Good. Uh, that club produced Saint Somewhere, Cigar City, mm-hmm. Seventh Sun, uh, produced Green Bench. Yes. It produced uh, 610. It produced, uh, you know, a, a number of, of breweries. Yeah. And, and brewers came out of that club. Love it. Love it. Um, and one of the oldest, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. That's and what was, uh, was the first recipient of the uh, Gambrinus Award, which was like the High Holy Homebrew Club Award of the year. Okay. And so do we feel Tampa's on the map, though? I mean, like, we live here. Do we take it for granted? But somebody who lives in Montana, somebody who lives in in Wisconsin, let's even Colorado, do you feel that people want to come to Tampa? Like, they want to try the beers here? Uh, I I think so. Mainly, you know, because of of Cigar City. Sure, it's a name. It's out there, of course. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're huge. uh, They're they're my more successful uh, little brothers. Mm -hmm. Of course. (laughs) Hi, Wayne. And I love yeah. Wayne. That was our third episode. Our third episode was Oh, Wayne. no kidding. Yeah, yeah. It was like, hey, we're brand new. Let's get you on the podcast. It was everybody's like, 
wow, you aimed high early. And we're like, awesome. Hey, it worked. Like we were able to get it. It was my birthday. That was my birthday episode. The January Very cool. Yeah. So it, and it was awesome. And I, that was our first time in Tampa. And I said, yeah, why not make it big? And it was, it was awesome. And I, I really feel Tampa is huge on the map. I mean, we have you. So uh, your success, and it is a good success. You're known around the world. How does that feel? It, it feels pretty good. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd, I'd give up a little, little more fame for more fortune. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, look, what I love about you, though, is that you could say that. You could say that. You could say, hey, give me money. But if you walk into this place, it is home. This is comfy. Yeah. This is really, when I... I've heard about you, and when people say, oh, ask Bob about this and talk to Bob, I mean, everybody thinks I was interviewing the next week, and that's even back in, like, March or April. Like, hey, have you met Bob yet? I'm like, no, not yet, not yet. And they're like, oh, man, you're just going to learn so much, and, like, you're going to sit there for six hours talking to him, and you're going to, like, I could honestly see it. Like, you look at this building right here, this feels like a saint somewhere of everything I've ever heard, and it's just, this is Yeah, this this is, is, I I have to say, this is exactly, you know, when, when I pictured what I wanted in a tasting room in my mind years ago, this was it. This is uh, yeah. not many things in my life worked out exactly as I'd hoped they would. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Okay. I'm really, really any, happy, really proud of this place. Any of those other things that like better lessons learned that you want to talk about? Or is it just like, uh. um, we, we waited way too long to open a tasting room. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, we should have, we should have moved and done it, you know, years ago. And I, I, Anybody out there opening a brewery? Tasting room right away. <laughs> Tasting room. Yeah. That, so, uh, you know, that drives your bottom line. So what's sad is that we're talking about the tasting room and how much they need to do it. Let's jump out of here and let's go back to where you're brewing. Um, who brews with you? Who, who's running the show? Uh, right now, it's just me. That's crazy. It, as, as it has been for years. I've, I've had um, a couple of, couple of guys that have uh, brewed with me and I don't want to say under me because you know I've learned from them as oh, much awesome. as That's as really cool. much as I've, they've learned from me was that weird brewing yeah. with other people after I, like- I, I didn't I you know <laughs> I like doing my own thing yeah. you know and I really try to discourage other people oh you know I'm going to be in town I'm like yeah because they you know Eight hour, nine hour brew day. All of a sudden, it's now twelve hours. Right, right. Yeah, not saying babysit, but you have to kind of yeah mind and, what they're doing. Yeah, you know, and I've got my thing, you know, down pat, and yeah, want to finish, and you know, then there's the pressure to you know drink during the brew day, which I really try not to do because okay. it you know it's hot and it makes the it makes the day just that much longer. Not that I you know don't love day drinking, but right. um, yeah, the work is work. Uh, you know, tasting room's different, but but in the brewery, that is work. Yeah, you know, we're doing a collab, something like that, then that's different. Sure, I mean that, that's more of a come on in. It's more inviting <clears throat> yeah. when you do a collab. And uh, to speak of a collab, I just had the the B O Y B. Now they okay. say from Ardwolf, you and Ardwolf doing the collaboration, um, which I love the bottle. I'm a huge ET fanatic, and then I have <laughs> to say the Monsieur Ed that you did with Green Bench has that same element of drawing that I think is so funny. Those two labels are unreal. Uh, yeah, so I had um, I was lucky enough when we did the Ardwolf episode, uh, Kevin was able to sell us two bottles. And uh, I got to tell you, 
awesome. Awesome. I love everything Ardwolf's doing. I love cool. everything you're yeah. doing. Yeah, they're great kids. They do kids. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what's it like collabing with, with the younger crowd when they're, when they're making beer? Um, I, well, I'd, I'd have to preface that by saying most people I collab with are the younger crowd. Right. Kids these days. Get off um, my lawn. I, you know, I've, I've uh, not to sound egocentric, but I've, I've kind of become the, you know, like the Yoda of, of traditional farmhouse ales and that is bottle the- conditioning, keg conditioning. I, you know, I can't tell you how many, how many brewers have, have come through here to learn just that. Yeah. I love that. And it, it, it's, um, if if you haven't heard of them, uh, two guys that uh, helped me out immensely. Uh, they were the only two really assistant brewers I've ever had. Uh, Sean Johnson from um, Birds Fly South. Okay. In uh, I saw that sticker. Yeah. In that. South Carolina. Nice. Uh, again, if you haven't heard of them, you, you will. Okay. They're, Good. Yeah. Good. They're they're okay. they're blowing up. Uh, he just did a uh, collaboration with uh, Blackberry Farms. Okay. Um, the other one is um, Jake Miller. Hey, Jake. Uh, Jake was the brewer for um, uh, for uh, Prairie. Uh, then he was the brewer. I almost just spit up the drink. Oh, my God. No shit, really. <laughs> he, he was the brewer for um, Wolves and People and uh, was opening his own brewery and wanted to come down for six months and do a little, you know, Woodshedding uh, here with me. Okay. So we, you know, we set him up here, and you know, Jake did uh, did a great job for us. And that's awesome. I was proud to have uh, both of these guys work under me because they've they've gone on to you know do some some pretty incredible things. J- Jake's opening a brewery, um, Rustic Heirloom in uh, Tulsa. Okay, so and he's sticking with. Yeah, he's he's another there. one you'll you okay. know you'll hear great things from shortly. Okay, good. I like that. I like shortly. Uh, so when we go in there, if it's a one-man show, as we know in film, they're called auteurs. You know, we do the cinema, I mean, the cinematography, <laughs> we, we do the editing, I'm the director, I'm the producer, I'm the writer, maybe even an actor. Most people go to that movie, The Room, from with Tommy Wiseau. Please don't do that. <laughs> that sucks. Um, you know, uh, but I feel, is that you over there? Is that, that is you. you. You run that whole show over there. Yeah. What's that like to be able to do that? Does it make you feel like this product that's in my hand right now this is all you. So if I absolutely absolutely love this, how does that make you feel? Like that's got to be. It the makes best. me feel better than if you hated it. <laughs> I know. And it's actually, the, the, like this every one ounce of this is you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, actually, not this one. This was uh, one of the last beers we brewed uh, when Jake was here. Oh, really? That there was. Go, uh, this is the Grand Crew, everybody. If you don't know, so yeah, I don't know if we even. That was a cool that. beer. It, yeah. uh, I, I'll have to admit, it's uh, it was a grain disposal beer. Okay. Um, I don't have a mill, so we order everything in pre-milled. Okay. And pre-milled malt has a pretty short shelf life. If you don't use it after a certain period of time, your efficiency just starts to, you know, bottom out. Okay. So we had um, had some darker malts that really needed to get get rid of. So we brewed our base recipe and then threw in every bag of dark malt we had. Okay. And uh, that's the... <laughs> That's the result. Turned out pretty good. It turns out very good. And I think uh, the color, when you pour this, what do people do? do they, they expect their beers to be, especially now, I think, they either expect them to be this 
bright purplish if they're drinking something like this that gives that pucker yeah i think they feel like oh it's got to be this this <clears throat> saison this goza this this <laughs> sour that has a, a purplish color or it has to still have that golden color but here we're looking at a brown yeah and it's it's beautiful the the, the taste of this is <laughs> unbelievable um i know you're out is there anything that else that you might want to pour for for the i want to i don't even know if we're on a second half oh yeah we are Oh, okay. Uh, is there anything you want to pour for you or um, while we're talking? I know beer goes better when we're talking. Or yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh... <laughs> that, that that pesky ghost. Okay, so uh, let's pretend um, nothing ever happened that you got up. We're back. Uh, there we go. Round two. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. There you are. And what is this? What is this that we're pouring? Uh, this, this is not mine, actually. Okay. Um, oh. I like that. Probably my, if I had any influence anywhere ever, my my biggest influence on uh, on the current beer culture, uh, it's kind of summed up right here in uh, the green bottle. Yeah. And this particular beer is uh, was a collaboration between Birds Fly South. Oh, okay. And, and Zebulon. Okay. Uh, both great guys, great brewers. Uh, and they, it's a spring saison, but. Saison for, oh, <laughs> all for you. I think that's so sweet. Okay, so yeah. how do you feel about that? There you go. Like, yeah, honestly, you know, this is amazing. I'm, um, I'm honored and, right? Know, well, here, Bob. Love these guys. This is for you. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. You're doing, uh, doing great stuff. The beer's fantastic. But I'm, I, I fought and uh, a big proponent of farmhouse ales in green bottles. Uh, oh, I've great. been using green bottles since day one, uh, when nobody was using green bottles, okay. except DuPont, all the European guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the more pushback I got on it, you know, the more determined I was. Why green bottles? Um, if there's there's a certain aspect of uh, being light struck. Uh, a lot of people try uh, call it skunkiness. Yeah. Yep. But you get you get this, the funk of the skunk. Yeah, a little little kind of a chalky, maybe a little sulfury mm-hmm. aroma, uh, and it's it's also in in the taste slightly, but it's a a very key component to a traditional farmhouse ale. Yeah, and you can't get that any other way other than in the green bottle. I think that's amazing. Um, you know, the people call it a flaw. <clears throat> uh, it's not a flaw. It, it, it's part and parcel to what a true farmhouse ale is. Just like bitterness is part of what an IPA is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, sourness is part of what a Berliner Weiss is. I mean, mm-hmm. sour, tech, sour and bitter in nature are danger signs. Right. You eat something that's bitter, you're, you should spit it out. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with sour. You know, if you're eating a plant or something like that, they're warning signs. So you're, but for whatever reason, the, we'll, we'll call them the others, just can't seem to embrace uh, the green bottle. Uh, but it, it has, uh, it, it's now become standard uh, for American brewers, most of them, uh, to, to Use the brown embrace and, 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 and the green bottle. Okay, good, good. Yeah, from, you know, Jester King did a few, you know, uh-huh. Prairie. Um, you know, there there are a lot of green bottle right people out there that 
understand it. Yeah, if there's someone that I feel follows very heavily in your footsteps, that's Jeff over at, at Jester King. I feel he's doing yeah. unbelievable things, and I really hope that he has learned a lot from you. Have you ever, were you able to like work with him ever? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did, yeah. Uh, we did a collaboration here a um, year and a half ago, yeah. I think. And interestingly enough, uh, the name of that beer is uh, Boutille Bear. Okay. Which is green, means green bottle. Green bottle. Uh, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. We brewed a, a Saison, and we, we were trying to, we're kind of shooting for DuPont's uh, Beer de Mail. Okay. And missed it uh, by a mile. Uh, I, I had gotten this really, really strong, pungent orange blossom honey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, somehow DuPont is able to get a lot of honey out of their, out of their beer, even though it's keg or bottle condition. I don't know how they do it. Um, so we used all this honey to, uh, to bottle condition and keg condition the beer. Turned out to be a really, really good beer, but it, you know, the honey was just kind of lost, just yeah. fermented out. So when we're doing a, a, a one-man show back there, what, what helps you a lot? Uh, I know we're in, we're in Florida. Temperature should play a, a huge role when we're talking about farmhouse and getting like that funk. Uh, how does that work with you? How does, how does the heat here in Florida is that is that a positive or or is that more of a negative with you? Uh, it, it's it's a it's a neutral. I mean, okay. it's, it's a negative. You know, personally, when you're you know brewing, because <laughs> yeah. they're right. Yeah, it's not air conditioned. Uh, hardly any breweries in Florida are air conditioned, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even the ones that are, uh, they're your ass off. Yeah, it's yeah. it's only cool for like the first hour. Yeah. Um, but temperature wise, it's uh, it lends itself to what we're doing because you you want a little bit of an elevated uh, fermentation temperature right and I, I think that's a, a great way to say when I say like is there somewhere else you can move or if you should have now I, I really think here in a in Tampa I mean this is <clears throat> this is the beer capital of Florida obviously and I would say even the southeast region I think it's amazing how Tampa has done so much for the beer world um, also, I think just, yeah, being able to get those temperatures right with something yeah. like this, it's, yeah. And then let's talk about some of the, let's talk about the tanks, what, what you brew with. Uh, how does it work back there? So what do we have back there? What are we working with? Um, I use uh, really old, outdated equipment just because helps. I like to punish myself and make <laughs> myself work harder. But no, uh, isn't that the blood, sweat, and tears of it all? Oh, like, yeah. You know, we could make fun and say I, someone pushes a button and it makes the beer. But you really are putting everything into it. Yeah. And you told me, how many hours do you put in a day? How many hours do you feel you put in a day to make a beer? Like on a brew day, on an average uh, brew day. Uh, brew day, um, it's got a little shorter, uh, eight, 8 to 10. Every brewer just right now, jaw dropped when they say 10 to 12 a day. Yeah. And that's pushing a button. So you well, yeah, because you're yeah. waiting for that whatever cycle it is to finish to yeah. move on to the next. So how does this work for you on an eight-hour day, which I think is wonderful? Um, I come in in the morning. Well, usually I've got, I'll, I'll set the grain aside the night before. Okay. Uh, come in in the morning, get the water going. Uh, I, I don't have a hot liquor tank. I use an on-demand okay. heater. Um, so I get that going, mash in. Uh, which takes half an hour, mash okay. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I let it go an hour, recirc for about 15 minutes, run off into the kettle. Um, 
the, the burner I have now and the kettle I have now is pretty damn efficient. You, you get to a boil before it's full. And is that normally not the norm? Not normally not with gas fired. Okay. Uh, it can be with fire. with steam. Right. Because you can you know you have different jackets you can turn on and off. Um, bring to a boil. I'll do a two hour boil. While that's happening, I'm you know shoveling out the the mash tun, which is not fun. That uh, was one of the first things I ever did. Learning how to. Grow. Yeah. Yep, get in there, and yep, yep, and if, that if out. you notice, there's no door on the side, yeah. so it comes out <laughs> so the have... same way it went in. Holy shit, really? Yeah, yeah you're right. You're yeah, right. I, I, was, I was joking with, with Jake, Jake Miller. Uh, he got his equipment in uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he put some, some pictures on uh, on Facebook, you know, yeah. bragging, and I'm like, uh, what, what's that door in the yeah, side of your mash tun nice. for? <laughs> Is that where you grain in? How, how do you keep the water from coming out? Yeah. Um, and usually somewhere in between, instead of dying in the 100-degree heat, uh, at the old place I had an office that I'd, I'd crank down the AC to like 68 degrees. Okay. Run in there, cool off. You know, now I don't have that, but it's not nearly as hot in the new place as it is the old place. Um, where we were was kind of a, a rough area. Okay. <clears throat> so I had to have the glycol chiller inside the brewery. Okay. And... Uh, Especially during during you know knockout, the glycol chiller is running 100 percent of the time, blowing hot air into the brewery, yeah. which is already hot. You know, it'd, it'd get 103, 105 degrees back in the corner. Um, yeah, during during you know runoff, I'd sanitize the tank. Or not, uh, um, I'm sorry, during the boil, two hour boil, sanitize the tank, run it in through the heat exchanger. Fill the tank, pitch the yeast, day's done. Nice. And uh, who are some of the fruits you like to work with? Who are some of your best friends in fruit? Do you work with a lot of fruit? Um, not a whole lot. Not okay. yet. Okay. Uh, not I, yet. I'm, I'm, I'm big on indigenous Florida stuff. Um, okay. You know, I, 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 I was foraging before foraging was cool. <laughs> right. Did a lot of things, you know. <laughs> There's that uh, George Jones song, you know, I was country when country wasn't cool. Yep. You know, I, I was farmhouse and I was foraging when neither one were, were cool. And I think that's why I tell people, and they say, do you listen to country? I go, okay, here you go. George Jones. And I think that is why I say George Jones always, is I'm hoping that someone can understand yeah. the country I like is before country became big. That is, that is one of my things. Yeah. And I don't think anybody would ever... I sold him a pair of shoes. No shit, really? <laughs> yeah. I'd, be, I'd be like... I quit. Yeah. I'm done. I didn't George know who Jones. he was. I, really? You know, old okay. guy comes Those in. Glasses would give it away for me. I was like so. 18. Oh, that's right. He lived yeah. in uh, in Lakeland. I was working in Tampa at Floorsheim Shoes, and uh, he, he came in. Been for a while then, huh? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he bought a pair of shoes and you know signed the credit card and he left. And this woman that worked across the mall, in those days, she could smoke in the store, so he okay. left. He left a cigar butt. And she came running over and grabbed the cigar butt and said, do you know who that was? I'm like, no, that's George Jones. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fun. So I, I love said, him. Yeah. So did, did he pay my credit card? You know, so I tore off one of the copies with his, uh, you know, copy of his autograph. I'm like, you know, go that's ahead. That's so cool. George Jones. I've since come to appreciate George Jones. Oh, I, I, I definitely do. I, I think as country goes, again, music is my thing. What kind of music do you listen to while you're while you're brewing? 
Or is it not a thing? Is that your zen? Uh, no, no, I, I crank it up there. I'm, I'm, I'm old school there too. I've got, uh, I've got an old Kenwood receiver and uh, a couple of um, antique um, speakers. Is everybody expecting vinyl to be played? I mean, yeah, I still, well, I that's vinyl. next. I've, I've, you know, I've got plenty collect. of vinyl. Yes, good. Because it's I just hard it. during a brew day because you got to you know, change <laughs> you're, it. You're coming off the ladders. Yeah. The side. But yeah, what kind of music do we listen to? That's a um, huge thing with the podcast. I, you know, I'm I'm kind of all over the place. I, I'm I'm a I'm a huge blues fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffett, of course. Yeah. Um, now, Steely Dan, Donald yes. Fagan. Just saw Fagan. Donald Fagan this week. He was awesome. So that was this week. Yeah, yeah, I heard. I heard Fagan was coming in. And yeah, and I uh, love you Donald know, Fagan. The Nightfly I, is unbelievable record. Yeah. Unbelievable record when he went solo. I loved it. Loved it. A lot of, uh, you know, Americana. Okay. Um, I, you know, uh, uh, anything non-commercial. There you go. Right. I think you're like me. With yeah. And have you ever seen Tom Waits as a one-man show? No, that no, is what I'd I imagine you Tom Waits. Yeah. When you're it's so funny. I, I have I have a bunch of Tom Waits. Yeah, which I think everybody who brews but, needs. But you know, when he, yeah, when he comes to Florida, it's all, I don't he's I don't think he's, he's ever been south of Jacksonville. He has never, never hit yeah. anywhere from Tampa to Orlando, Miami. Somebody's going to argue me and say, yeah, he played Miami once, but I had to actually see him play a one man show at South by Southwest in Tampa. He was the, the keynote player, like he was your keynote guest. And it was just him, that bass drum, the cymbal on his shoulder kind of thing, and the guitar. And he was playing just that whole, like, one-man show. And it was insane. And that's where I feel. That's where you come. Like, when people ask me about you, it's just kind of saying, it's so different. Anything I drink from you is so different, and it's made by you. And I always kind of say, imagine seeing Tom Waits by by himself. And people go... Okay, and I'm like, fuck. It's like I feel like I'm, I'm by myself on this, and that's exactly why. And I knew for some reason you would definitely know who Tom Waits oh, yeah. is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he's unbelievable. And somebody I've been listening to now for let's see, 25 years. I've been enjoying Tom Waits. Doctor Demento is actually who got me into Tom Waits. <laughs> no kidding. It was. Um, I don't even think they're around anymore. No, Doctor. No, he's it was out of California originally. Yeah, yeah. California yeah. radio station. Yeah. And uh, some reason that Fort Lauderdale got it. If nobody knows who Dr. Demento is, guys, Google it. Please find out. You do, because Weird Al made him really famous. So um, so how different, as we leave the brewery, and I want to keep talking Tom Waits, uh, how different is this, uh, this tasting tap room from the other one that you had? More seats? More? <laughs> we, we literally didn't have one. No, that's right. Yeah, you said that. That's true. That's uh, really true. So we, you have one. I, I had a <laughs> small chest freezer. That I, you know, stuck three taps on. And what we, for years, we didn't do anything because we I didn't know how to do it. So it was just bottling and was that it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, for the, for the first probably five or six years of our existence, we did nothing but 750s corked and cage, okay. period. No draft, nothing else. Uh, then we started doing a little draft. And after that, I, my, um, yeah, why I was up there? No, we were we were, we were looking at schools with uh, my oldest daughter okay. Caitlin, and we were in uh, Athens and went to Terrapin. Yep. And uh, their tour is you you know you, you give them money, you buy the glass, and in the glass were tickets for six ounce pours mm-hmm. of, of beer, and they had like a two hour window they could they could do this. Right. 
And there were That's like just 500 later. people there and a band, and it was insane. I'm like, holy crap. I could do this. Yeah. So we came back, looked into, you know, the legalities, and you can give away beer. I mean, we were licensed manufacturer. But I thought that was only Georgia's laws that were like that. It was here as well? Well, uh, I, I didn't, I couldn't get wet zoning. Okay, okay. Where sense. we were. Right. So that, and also couldn't, couldn't get uh, zoned for package sales or any of that. It, it was just uh, industrial space. Um. But after that trip, you know, Ann and I said, well, you know, we could do this. Yeah. So Thursdays and Fridays, we'd roll the doors up, put out a little pop-up with, you know, some chairs. And for 10 bucks, you got a St. Somewhere glass and three tickets for three beers. Yeah. And we did that for uh, three years, three, four years until we moved here. Okay. Uh, at the same time, we were also famous for uh, our, our Occupy events, okay. which have yep. nothing to do with, you know, Occupy. Occupy Wall Street. <laughs> it, it's everybody's like, oh, now we're getting political. Yeah, which, it, it's it's Occupy sure. the Brewery. They just would turn into <laughs> really, I, yeah. Look, look them up on Facebook. They're fun. Okay, uh, just just crazy, crazy giant bottle shares that degrade into uh, a couple times. They've degraded into uh, uh, mash tun uh, hot tub evenings. Get out! That's we, so funny. Okay. We, you know, well, okay. When we talk about bottle share, guys, because um, that's what we do. When we get <laughs> bottles from the brewers, we bottle share so everybody can taste them. We want everybody to try as many as we've interviewed. Uh, we're not getting. I'm not getting in any hot tubs. I got to tell you right now. People would leave. The bottles would be by myself. I'd be like, okay, bye. There they go. I'm on my own now. So that's so funny. Yeah. So is Occupy still going on though? Now. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. We uh, we usually go on hiatus during the summer because it's just too hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, awesome. the, the father of Occupy is actually uh, a buddy, uh, Bob Lorber. Uh, I was out of town for a, a beer festival and gave him the keys for the right after we started the Thursday and Friday night thing. Okay. And we were having, you know, 10 people, 12 people show up on, right. on a good Thursday and Friday. So I'm at uh, the Jupiter Beer Fest in South, South Florida. And I'm getting, uh, I'm getting texts from all these people in the pictures. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? It's like 70, 80 people in the brewery. I'm like, so it, yeah, as soon as I asked Bob to, you know, gave him the keys, he started, you know, just working the, that is amazing. working it. And, uh, that was the first Occupy. And since then I'm, I'm a guest at, at the Occupy's. Now you're, it's now you're just it's Lorber's guest. deal. And I'm, I'm just, I show up as a guest. You've been demoted. That's yeah. so funny though. But, How many people at a time now? Is it the same? Uh, like, hundred yeah, really. They're 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 really fun and they're they're pretty legendary. They're, so here we go. Now more people are going. Oh, yeah. I gotta go to this. So. Yeah, and they're 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 <laughs> they're like the next level bottle shares. They're that, they're that insane. Is, we are the uh, we're like the elementary school of bottle shares. There's like <laughs> twenty of us. We're like, oh, I hope you enjoy. And like we're very tame. Yeah, and it's at GB Bottle Shop or like Topher. There's uh, two amazing beer bars in, in, in Orlando where we're able to do this, but nothing like hot tubs. Hot tubs. Yeah. Which, come on, I need to get in a hot tub. I'm from Miami Beach. I, I, I mean, a mash tun is basically a hot tub yeah, for grain. Right? That's it. Mine's wide open. It, it you know, <laughs> works fine. So, and, have we ever thought of make now that we have this, what are we now? Uh, 10 months? 9 months? 10 months in here? Uh, no. Six, yeah, I guess so. Eight, right? eight months. Eight, eight months? Eight plus. 
Um, any kind of, can Bob ever do teachings here? Or have you ever thought of doing classes here? Stuff like that. People want to learn from you. I can no, not really. Fly. <laughs> Would you ever do something like that, though? I, yeah, I don't know. Right? It's I, kind I, of a, I don't, I don't know. What? Putting you on the spot there, but thinking about, like, people go. I would do anything to learn from that guy. Like, and, and it's true. I, I say anybody that's been in Belgium. How many times have you been in Belgium? Let's ask that. Actually, just once. Just once? Yeah. So far. So far, just once. So. <laughs> but well, I took like full advantage. You? Yeah. How long were you there for, though? Uh, two weeks. Okay. Because I was expecting the not long enough answer. Oh, yeah. Definitely not long enough. But we, we made, the, made the most of it. I did uh, collaboration with uh, Thierrier. And also a collaboration Excellent. with uh, Brasserie uh, Kazoo, which most people right now aren't familiar with because they no longer uh, import into the U.S., but they, they're they phenomenal. I mean, yeah. they're, they're the epitome of a farmhouse brewery because it's a farmhouse brewery. So if there's anybody, you've collabed, so we've, we know of Ardwolf, we know of uh, Green Bench that we've mentioned, name three others that we feel, oh, well, Jester came, we mentioned them as well, so with Jeff. Uh, any any others that we've collabed with, like two, three others that you could think of off the top of your head? Uh, Prairie, cigar, of course, you know, Cigar, cigar City, City, Seven yeah. Sun, Green Bench. Uh, probably the the, the the it's gonna have to be the, the the peak of my my brewing career. Oh, I love it. Um, at at the old brewery, uh, I somehow finagled. <laughs> And, and we called it uh, Fraternity, a, a giant collab with um, uh, Daniel Thierrier, uh, Yvonne DeBates from De La Seine, uh, uh, Pierre Alex and his son Kevin uh, from Blaugy. And, is... uh, and, and, and supervising us was, uh, was Ron Jeffries from uh, Jolly Pumpkin. So, Jesus Christ. So, when was this? And, uh, like... It was actually the same week as our Jester King collab. Okay. So that was, <laughs> oh my God, what a solid week. And I've, I've, I've got a pretty cool picture around the corner of, of you know, everybody it. just staring into darkness. Holy but, shit. But, uh, yeah, that was, that, was, that was really fun. I'd, I'd love to repeat that uh, in Belgium. And this kind of defeats the next question I was going to ask of, is there anybody on on the horizon or anybody up and comers that you want to collab with? Now, obviously, they are. This help me change my question to <laughs> any up and comers uh, that you. Feel yeah, I, I I still uh, probably the top of my list is to do the return collab uh, with Jester King. Yeah, you know, to do the the collaboration at Jester King. Uh, so I, you know, I love those guys. They, and when was the last time you were in uh, Austin? Actually, I've never been in Austin. Shh. Austin's awesome. Yeah, just eat barbecue and drink Jeffrey Stuffing's yeah. beers all day. You are that is heaven right there. It is great. But I guess that you can say the same thing: Greek food and uh, Bob Sylvester's yeah. beers all day. This is heaven right here. And uh, and then anybody in Belgium, anybody that you'd want to work with out there? Uh, probably uh, Danny from uh, Phantom. Okay. We, there were, we had Tampa Bay Beer Week a few months back, and I'd gotten a hold of he. He doesn't leave Europe. Yeah, right. You know, he's never never been to the U.S. and has no intentions. Yeah, doesn't want. He doesn't. Frankly, he doesn't drink beer. I mean, okay. he drinks Coke and wine, and so I've, I've uh, you know, developed a relationship with him over the years. 
and I, I asked them, you know, obviously you're, you're not going to come here, but can we do a live video feed and do a toast to kick off Tampa Bay Beer Week here? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, my English is not too good. I'm like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. They just want to see you. <laughs> so, you know, after some cajoling, I think he caved in and said yes. And um, when it came to that day, <laughs> he backed out. Oh, I, I can't do it. I, I've got to do this and that. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, you leave me hanging. So he had it. He had his uh, assistant. assistant brewer, yeah. uh, Valerie, do it instead, which actually was was probably better. Really? Because, Why would that be? Why? Well, because uh, he was able to answer questions that, you know, people were asking. Okay. Um, you know, Danny doesn't like to give up anything. Right. Uh, you know, he, he speaks English well enough to communicate, but if, yeah. you, if you get at anything, you know, technical, why why does this do this? And, you know, he'll, oh, I don't know how. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, that, that was fun. You know, I, 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 I would have rather have just had Danny, you know, go, you know, cheers, bye, cheers, done. cheers from Phantom, something like that. Anyway, one of these days I'll get over there and bust his balls over it. You should. I mean, honestly, again, this is, I love everything that I've ever had to now being here. Finally, what do we have now? Two, four, six, eight taps? On uh, eight, ten. Ten. Ten, ten taps. Uh, now people are able to travel to you and try your beers more. Like, honestly, yeah. before it was just bottles. And anything I've ever had, it has been outstanding. Outstanding. Oh, thank you. Thank oh, you. Of course. Um, and where did this come from, though? Where did you say, I've only been to Belgium once, and where was that? Where was that in your, how long ago did you go to Belgium? Uh, eh, two years ago. Okay, so there you go. And we, we, we covered, you know, pretty... The two only, weeks, you're covering we, a lot. Yeah, Belgium's small. I mean, it, it's, yeah. Florida is bigger than Belgium. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, the only place we wanted to go that we really didn't get to was, let's say, Western... Belgium, Orval, uh, Caracol, which is one of my absolute favorite breweries. Okay, I gotta um, look them up. Caracol, uh, Nostradamus. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, of course. They're they're cool. It's wood fired brewery. Wood fired. They stoked the damn thing with wood. That is insane to me. Um, but you know we we hit hit pretty heavily. Uh, you know Wallonia and the farmhouse region and. Uh, you know, West Vlader and, you know, the, the usual places. So where did the appreciation for all this come from? I, I just, to me, this is, this is kind of, this is Florida. I mean, it's like Florida in a glass. Okay. You never uh, hear it, that. It's, you know, it, it's, it's fermented warm. Uh, they're, they're spicy. They're dry. Mm-hmm. Very thirst quenching. Um, like I said, I, I like to forage for Florida weeds. That can right. go in here. Um, so much stuff grows here. It's true. Too much stuff. Yeah. Get those weeds out of my house. Yeah. My backyard. But, but yeah. you know, all kinds, you know, from palmetto berries to, uh, you know, elderflowers to, you know, stuff that just grows on the roadside. I mean, that really is a great way to put it. This is Florida in a bottle. I mean, it is. Yeah. It really is. I never thought of saying it like that, but it really... It does and, come down and to that. With that said, frankly, my worst market 
always has been has been Florida. Yeah, and why is that? Um, I, As- again, the Florida beer market is still fairly young. It is. There was no beer market, and certainly not a craft beer market until the mid two thousands. Yeah, and I, I kind of think of what uh, Chris Johnson said. He says in the Green Bench episode of that when you think of how much beer is drank in in America, really, I think he said like one. I'll go three to make it high. 3% is craft beer sales. And then just think of the minuscule of what Florida is to that three to 1%. Well, actually, no. Florida is the third largest beer consumer in the country. Okay. Um, Craft is is bigger than 6%. I like hearing that. I do like hearing Um, that. But what has really, you know, Florida is all about which is ridiculous because it's hot here all the time. You know, the really big adjunct stouts, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, maple bacon coffee stout. There we from go. I was going to say, look what happened. Funky Buddha, yeah. Hanapu, you know, Cycle, you know, August. You can't you really me to drink that right now. Yeah. Like, honestly, that, that's what's being pushed. And then, uh, you know, the Gozes and Berliners and mm-hmm. the, you know, the Florida Vice. That's me right now. So we're, we're kind of on the fringe of all that. Yeah. Um, you know, we're weird. We the wild yeast. And, you know, it's kind of some people find it a little off-putting. You know, I, we, we've just never. I, <laughs> I actually have a hashtag. Oh, I love it. Okay. It's hashtag and then capital um, N-G-E-F-F. Not good enough for Florida. There you go. And, uh, yeah, I I try to attach weird things to that. You know, um, I really have been meeting a lot of people that are seeing the ways ways of this. Um, It's funny. When you gave me the tour, you said this is coming from a red wine uh, you know your your tanks in there. That's where I started, really. For when I hit thirty, maybe twenty, twenty five. Let's say twenty five years old. Um, Seventeen years. I've been drinking the hell out of amazing American red wines, and that's mostly from Washington yeah. to Oregon. Um, and I love their Pinot Noirs. So for me, hearing that, that is where, like, you're talking to me. But people are starting to get it. Like people, the yeah. wine is starting to get, and we just did last week's episode was about ciders and wine and why it's so important to me. And I think to an audience that's going to listen to this podcast to understand uh, ciders, I felt were, thank you, uh, very important. And then we got into some of the red wines at Quantum Leap. And I'll tell you right now, I get it. Like even you saying those were red wine. Um, does that help at all? Like why? And I think you mentioned the bottom of those tanks. So Explain that. Why are those tanks yeah, so important I'm, to what I'm we're doing here? Toot my own horn there for for a minute. Um, Good for you. A lot of people don't realize it. Actually, most people don't realize it and probably don't even care. Um, we frankly are Saint Somewhere is ground zero for farmhouse ales mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yes. Um, the only one that that uh, you know Jolly Pumpkin. I you know Ron's my hero. Uh, actually, he helped. He he did a lot, a lot of hand holding as we were setting up the brewery years ago, but he's in a whole other dimension. You know, it's all barrel fermented and okay, right? Um, you know, farmhouse, yes, but you know, not 
more more barrel mm-hmm. related stuff. Uh, we hit the ground uh, with the red wine tanks, which are now standard in in most breweries that are doing farmhouse ales. Mm-hmm. That that came from here. Um, the, the our our mash and fermentation schedule, which is followed by most every farmhouse brewery in the U.S. <clears throat> that all that came from St. Somewhere. So a schedule is so important. Yeah. It has to be. Uh, I'll, it, the green bottles. Yeah. Resurrected that. And uh, most importantly, I feel, I, I'm, I'll take credit. A lot of people won't agree with it, but, you know, just do a little research. Just do some Google searches. Uh, I probably single-handedly brought just plain old cane sugar back into the realm of, of brewing prior really? to that it was oh you can't you can't use regular table sugar it blends this and that then you have to use dextrose for bottling and dextrose for kegging and you know well you know dextrose is corn it's corn sugar why, right. why are you adding corn yeah please don't um, you know I, I went with cane sugar because it grows in Florida it's indigenous but it's it's become you know a big part of of bottle and keg conditioning all over the country and, and keg conditioning I can't tell you how many people have, have you know, tutored in, in the art of keg conditioning, which, frankly, I didn't figure out until, until about three years ago. Really? Or how to, you know, how to do it with, and, and still be able to pour the beer without either them being flat or overcarbed. Okay. It's, yeah, that was, that's a thing. I learned cane sugar with soda 20 years ago. Um, yeah. With Dr. Pepper. Honestly, has to be in a glass bottle. If you're getting the cane sugar, it has to be in the glass bottle. It all made sense with how the bottle was made and like the cane sugar, which was only done in Waco, Texas, where their plant is. But the only other place ever in the United States 20 years ago was here in Tampa because the cane sugar was here. So they darn. said, yeah. So they That's said, cool. yeah. If you're ever gonna get any uh, Dr. Pepper with the cane sugar, it was either in Austin, Texas, uh, Waco, Texas, or here <clears> in Tampa. So you bet your ass, I was like. Collecting all those bottles. Bring it. Cage. I was a huge Dr. Pepper fanatic. Fanatic. Um, if you weren't brewing right now, what what can you see yourself doing right now? What would be another thing that Bob would be doing if it wasn't for that? Wow. Uh, I would definitely have to be working in the beer industry of some capacity. Okay. And and what what made you just let's say away from brewing? What made you remember? It has to be right before it. What made you say, shit, I have to work in the beer industry? What was it that you grasped onto and said, I will go forward? <laughs> it's, I, you know, it sounds ridiculous, like the priesthood. I mean, you just wake up one morning and you're like, damn, I've, I've got to do this. That's great. I can't do anything else. This is it. I'm glad it's that calling. you, it's you weird. did it. Because, honestly, when I think of these farmhouse, of course, people are going to say Jester King, um, Jester King, and then you have Prairie. But you are that map. Like here in Florida, this should be a theme park for people. People should be in here coming in, going, like lining up. There should be a, a this window behind you should be the, like the, the guest services window where you open it and say, here's a ticket. Because honestly, there is so much fun in here. And you guys have a vol here for $7 all day, every day. Like that is amazing. <laughs> that is a great price for you to drink in <laughs> that's amazing. because that's one of my favorite beers in the world and it it doesn't get it, the props that it does i mean people that that know orval love it 
Yeah. Mo- most brewers will tell you that's their, you know, their number one beer. Right. But other people need to know that, and that's that's why it's seven bucks. And that's awesome. Like that really makes me feel like I. And again, it's not a clearance thing. It is. Yeah. Your appreciation and your love for it, which I love. I love that a lot because, honestly, I feel like this. There needs to be a a film about if beer was in a film world. Uh, who do you think could do your? Who would direct your your biopic, like your your bi biography picture film? <laughs> who would do that? Who would what? you want to? Who Wes, would you Wes want Anderson? To? What? Holy <laughs> shit! Well, there's my Moonrise Kingdom tattoo. That oh, Jillian, I'll be damned. Yeah, there you Jillian, go. Yeah. Yep, Jillian. Uh, this is my David Lynch, and that's my Wes Anderson right there. Excellent. So that is my Bookhouse Boys for Twin Peaks, and that is uh, Jillian has the same tattoo. My wife, we we felt Moonrise Kingdom. That was us at the age of 14 in another lifetime. <laughs> when we, we saw that, I think seven times, eight times in the theater together. He's ultimate. I think honestly. Yeah. Uh, Ten of Moms is one of the greatest character development films of all time. Yeah, Rushmore is probably the one of the best, getting from A, B, and maybe a C in their films of all time. Rush, yeah, <laughs> fuck, I would do anything to see a Wes Anderson, Bob <laughs> Sylvester film. In my, and I'm going to. Uh, I don't have his email at all, but I'll find it. <laughs> and any anything as we round third, as we're closing off, uh, anything in the future of Saint Somewhere. Um. After after brewing for uh, how long have we been in business? Uh, going on twelve years. Yeah. Uh, and and not doing any uh, wooden barrel aging. Uh, you'll hopefully shortly see some uh, some wood aged uh, blends coming out of here. Okay, I would love that. Maybe not a hundred percent, but uh, you know, I want, I want to run a couple of fooders A and B and, and blend those with what's coming out of the tanks. I love hearing that. Uh, honestly, this has been... I can't believe I want to look at the time and see. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've done like an hour. Were we way over? Like, no, not way over. <laughs> honestly, I've learned there is no way over. When you have someone like you on here, uh, we like to launch Thursday, so you listen Thursday, Friday, and then you go drink over the weekend. Like, you'll go hit that brewery over the weekend. But, uh, no, there's no way. Like, now I think about it. There shouldn't be way over. Uh, when you get to learn something... Shit, forget it. Let it go as long as it can. So there you go. again, man, Bob, this has been amazing. I, I learned a <laughs> lot about you, from you, and I hope everybody did too. And I feel in a year from now we should come back to you and see how everything's going. Uh, you would probably be one of those I would love to see a repeat <clears throat> repeat interview with. So uh, again, thank yeah. you so much for this. Doors always open. Thanks yeah. for coming. Dude, thank you so much. All right, I'm about to do the outro. And uh, all right, guys. somewhere yeah my god oh my god um i was nervous i was really nervous i really was i think everybody knew i was kind of nervous about this one um there there is nothing like meeting someone like bob Mm -hmm. i've been wanting to meet him for a while uh i've always been really interested in his beers i've only done the collaborations the boyb from ardwolf that they did right uh monster ed that green bench did and still both of those drawings are amazing. Uh, if nobody's right. seen them, please go out and see. One of them, the Monster Ed, is Bob and Chris Johnson on a horse. Yeah. Uh, and then the BOYB is 
God, it's either Michael or Kevin who are, uh, and Bob is E.T. Yeah, so it's super it, good. It's super good. Um, this was great. This was great. I I love it. I love it. I gave him an hour. We cut it down. Yeah. He could talk forever. But uh, well, he's a one man show. You know, he's like, a one man show. That's the most amazing thing. Yeah. To me. Okay. I knew as you would want to talk about it, and we should. Yeah. There's nobody else in that brewery. It is him. Right. It is him. Um, For one man to have a reputation like he has to put yeah. out a product like he does. Yes. Holy, holy no shit! You were nervous. Like that's a person with a lot of like a lot of power yeah and for decades of doing it yeah and you know it's great to hear like he's been doing it longer than anybody else and we kind of kept making a joke and brewers i'm not making fun of you guys i love you guys but (laughs) when we kind of said you know it's not like pushing a button it's not like pushing a button he has no buttons to push he seriously does this on his own um you would think like there's a skateboard that just goes like that that has all of his equipment on it and he rolls it around back and forth and back and forth. Uh the new tap room, congratulations for that. Uh dude, it's I would say anytime I go to Tarpon Springs, anytime I go to Tampa, Bob and Anna that was those would be the two I'd stay with. Yeah. Um cool. it was really rad to be able to go upstairs, see what these rooms are going to be. Uh, had a living space up there. There's a refrigerator up there. Like, you could have a living space up there. But at the same time, there is a fucking tap room right downstairs. That's going to be amazing. Like, yeah. What's what's to come there? I'm pretty excited. Yeah. That's and awesome. the fact that he's pouring the beers most of the nights. And it's the one-man show. One-man show. And that's, Orval that's for $7 all day, every day. Yeah. Guys, if you don't know this, Orval, every day, all day. Fucking <laughs> rad. Um, he's made a lot of amazing friends that we have talked to already. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's wonderful. And I really hope well, Brent Hernandez, please thank you for the recommendation as well. Oh I know you said. You know, I felt like this was a really important piece in the family, right? Mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm. when we're going around and we're meeting all the different people in Florida that are making beer, this one felt important. Yes, and it is. And it, it is extremely important. Uh, maybe not just because how well known he's overseas and people. Oh, yeah, that's huge too. Huge. We're too. talking about somebody who's making beers better than the guys who invented the beers over in Europe. <laughs> and he would be like, "No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Because this awesome. this grand crew, for the first second I walk in, uh, he's just like, "Hey, I mean, when okay." There is a question that we have to ask the brewers. The, the first question we ever ask, and you guys may never know it, but not to give it away, but he said, the only thing I've had for breakfast today is this Grand Crew. And I went, I love this guy. Yeah, that's that's awesome. what I've had. So <laughs> like to know that he goes, this is it. This is what I've had. Um, yeah, we sat down early in the morning, had a Grand Crew. That's how I started my day. A coffee. And then that. And it yeah. wasn't a bad drive. It wasn't a bad drive at all. We have an awesome job. We have an awesome job. Yeah, people are complaining about Monday blues, and we're like, yeah, well, uh, my, you know, my Monday started by drinking in a brewery. That's so really, funny. It was really rough. I've never thought that the case of the Mondays, and we go, I could, we drink a case yeah, we do. every Monday. We have, so. we have the best job. <laughs> yeah, it's a very true thing. That, that is actually really funny. Um, <laughs> I love my I love my Mondays, but uh, it is it's been amazing. I, I yeah. gotta say, um, this yeah. was great. Yeah, I don't really think an outro to to kind of talk about Bob. Yeah, and that's does it justice. He did no. it. He yeah. did it. Yeah, and you know what? Well, what's more is just like we say every week. The next thing is now you've heard it. Now you've heard the story. Mm-hmm. Now you know the voice. Go, go. Yeah, 
Maybe he'll, maybe you could tell him about George Jones, your favorite George Jones song. Um, the fact that nobody, nobody might know who George Jones is. Guys, George Jones. Yeah, George Sorry. Jones is one of my favorite country singers. And if, it, if, if Johnny Cash is your favorite, then, you know, how's Walk the Line doing for you? But, um, you know, I'm not being mean, but, you know. A little bit. But. No, but Ring of Fire, you know, enjoy it. Um, you know, he's the best country artist ever. No, guys, please. George Jones, that that blew my mind. The fact that he's probably looking at me going, this kid doesn't know who George Jones is. I sold shoes to George Jones. I was like, fucking what? Um, That was rad. That was really rad. So, God, go. Talk to him. Talk to him. It's like every week we say, like, as our community expands, as we grow, we find more and more places to go. and, And this is probably one of those stops on the map. Like, if you drop a pin in it, it's like... This place in Florida beer history mm-hmm. is important, mm-hmm. and here's why. Yes. That's awesome. It is so important. And I didn't get any Greek food. I'm sorry, Bob. I didn't get to eat any Greek food. Uh, I went straight home. I think my only lunch on the way home was, oh, a can of Pringles. Jillian's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> but then I got to go to Rustique, and uh, they had Hidden Springs on the uh, on the tap. I love that. Yeah! And they're getting so another Hidden Springs on tap at Rustique, so anybody that's in that Winter Park, College Park area, all ten of you. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's our listener base, actually. Yeah. It's just all of our friends. It's all our friends. Hey, how you doing, guys? We got a lot of friends. You know, we um, do have a lot of friends, and... To hearken back to where we began this episode, thank you to those friends. Amen. Holy Amen. shit. Do we Holy have good shit. friends? We have great friends. Uh, and now you guys are our friends. Uh, between the emails, the social media, the shirt buying, the listening, the fucking coming up in... in you know what? Dennis Cobb. The fact that we are drinking a Summer Nights right now and a Carl because I, I work on Saturdays and I can't make it to Red Cypress... I'm drinking this with you right now because yeah, Dennis, that. Thank yeah, you. that Dennis could do this for us. So, um, we love you guys. Yeah. We do not take a episode or a friend or a comment, a like for granted. No, not, not a for bit. a second. You so, are, when you're meeting us and we hear you guys are really as nice as you are on the podcast. <laughs> we really are. That's so awesome. I love that. I love yeah. That. All right. So when you hug us. This it's real. It is real. So we want that hug, guys. You um, can't see it, but Quinn is welling up right now. I am. I get all teary eyed. Okay. The love we have. Yeah. But here's the deal. Uh, we want to see you in person. So come hang out with us at one of our events coming up. Yeah. So September 16th, uh, 4 p.m. Disney Springs House of Blues 20th anniversary local brews, local grooves. Uh, we'll be there. Uh, and again, if you need tickets, let us know. Tasting notes at whatelsyou.beer. We got that. Any information, anything coming up, anything you want to reach out to, any feedback, same email. Um, or just find us on the internet. Yeah, God, just reach we're, out. Yeah, Facebook, we're there. Instagram, we're there. We're trying to post one, two pictures a day. Yeah. You know, all the good beer we're drinking. Uh, huge thank you to Bob. Bob Sylvester, thank you so much. His wife, Anne. Uh, to you, Jeff Brennan. Thank you. Wel- oh, welcome man. welcome back on the mic. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's good to see you again. It's good. I was in Wisconsin, and <laughs> oh. now I'm going back to Wisconsin. Yeah, you are. So, yeah, if you, you don't know, I spend a lot of my time in Wisconsin. I love that place. I love the beer up there. He loves the family up yeah. there. Yeah, my family. And this time, I'm taking friends to just show them what it's all about. So Not taking me, because I already went. Yeah. But, no, I mean, honestly, hey, someone's got to hold the fort down, and guess what? You do a damn good job. I, I try. I try. And also... Don't forget, if you want to see what we're doing, what, what ALZ is doing, Thursdays at 12, go to hopon.tours. 
I will take you personally to the breweries that I think you need to go to. I call the brewers 48 hours before that to say, hey, what's on tap right now? This is why I want to bring my 12, 12 attendees, people who are wanting to go to these breweries, I'm going to take you there. So hop on dot tours. Uh, hop on is doing a lot of stuff Thursday through Sunday, two tours a day. We are taking you around Central Florida, guys. Dude, and we're here's, here's, here's what Hop On is doing. If what ails you started out as the voice of Central Florida, if that was our mission, yeah. if we wanted to be the voice of beer in Central Florida, and we wanted to offer you exclusive interviews with the brewers, yeah. Hop On is giving you direct access to those brewers. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, that's amazing. It's the next step in the iteration of what we wanted. It's amazing. Dude, so that's it, guys. Oh, yeah, hop on. Get hop on. That's it. To like, hop on. Hop on. You better yeah. fucking hop on. Yeah, you better fucking hop on. Because <laughs> uh, I wanted, I want this yes, to be bigger. That's so amazing. We want it to be uh, Monday through Monday, so I could have case of the Mondays. All oh, you know. Shout out to ten ten. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> hey, shout out to ten ten. Oh, uh, that beer is gonna be fantastic, guys. I yes. started brewing. Yes. I started brewing. That's I so started good. brewing. That's awesome. Uh, Horace. Fuck, I love you. All right. Um, yeah, Mike and Horace, thank you for teaching me. Horace, thank you for being so technical. It's insane. Dude, I'm learning a lot. I love that. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I need that. And then uh, Sadmith, thank you yes. for the work you do on every episode. Yes. Um, Jillian Quain, uh, thank you for all of the designs and what we're seeing, people wearing. Actually, you guys have been tagging a lot lately. San Diego? I saw a fucking shirt in San Diego. What? Uh, that was kind of crazy to see a shirt in San Diego. So we made it to the West Coast. Um, but us, this is it. What ails you? Cheers. We're a good family. We love you guys. We'll see you next week.